0: it's friday night and the mood is right we're gonna have some fun show you how it's done tgi welcome back to the tgi podcast i'm your host matt and happy christmas week if you're listening to this on drop day or right around drop day it is so hard to believe that we're already at this point kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense but here we are in what has been one strange long year but I'm very happy that you've been coming in and listening to these episodes and all that that makes me feel good happy that other people are enjoying this now this week we're going to venture outside of that TGIF world but we're going to land on another classic sitcom in the king of queens the series itself it has a ton of christmas episodes that i'm really excited to get to into the future but for right now we're focusing on season one now on to the king of queens my eyes are getting weary my back is getting tight i'm sitting here in traffic on the queensburg bridge tonight but i don't care because all i want to do cash my check and drive right home to you. This week we are covering the first Christmas episode of King of Queens, and that comes from the first season of the series. It's the 11th episode, and it's titled Noel Cowards. And this episode debuted on December 14th, 1998, on CBS. I have to put it out there that The King of Queens is one of my all time favorite shows. And I opted to move around the schedule a little bit because I wanted to get this episode in. We were originally going to do Perfect Strangers this week, but I wanted to do something that really connected with me. I wanted to do a show that I absolutely love. So that's why I opted to put in The King of Queens. Yes, it's not a TGIF show, but as I stated early on in this process, I'm going to dive into some of these shows that weren't exactly in the TGIF realm. And I'm super excited about this one. I love this show. It's one I've seen hundreds of times. I've seen episodes of this over and over and over again. And the series itself, it ran from September 21st, 1998 until May 14th of 2007 for a total of nine seasons with 207 episodes. The show itself also has the distinction of being the last live sitcom that debuted in the 1990s to end its run. So it had a strong run. It was a good show overall. It gets a lot lot of play in syndication. It's still all over the place, TV land, and it's also played locally as well. The series itself stars Kevin James as Doug Heffernan. Leah Remini plays his wife, Carrie Heffernan. And the great Jerry Stiller plays Carrie's father, Arthur Spooner. So those are your three main characters, the characters that come up in nearly every single episode. This one, it did have another side character, and that was Larry Romano, who plays Richie Iannucci, a character who was prominent in the first couple of seasons, then was phased out, never heard from, ever again. So here's a brief synopsis of this episode. It's the Christmas season, and Doug and Carrie have their eyes on a new car. But when they find out they can't afford it, Arthur surprises them with something quite unexpected. Alright, so this episode, it begins. We have Doug, Carrie, and Arthur. They're in the car. They're driving down the interstate or the freeway, expressway, whatever you want to call it. And Doug and Arthur are getting into it about the song on the radio, which is the chipmunk song, Christmas Don't Be Late. Doug loves it. He claims it's his favorite Christmas song, and they're going back and forth between turning it off, turning it on, turning it off, turning it on, before Carrie gets between them, yells at them, tells them to stop, and then we have an issue with the car. Doug has to pull the car over. He says the car's stalled out. So he goes outside, he pops the hood, and he says, look, I know, I know how to fix this. Just Arthur, hand me the screwdriver that's in the glove box. Arthur says, there is no screwdriver in the glove box. Doug says, yes, there is. I know there is. Arthur says, no, there's not, because I took that screwdriver out, and it's in my bedroom. Doug's like, why is it in your bedroom? Arthur explains, well, it's in my bedroom because there were paint cans downstairs, and I wanted to see what the colors looked like. So obviously, Doug is very upset with Arthur, and it ends up they have to drag the tree back home from the expressway. The next scene ends up with Doug pulling in the tree, and they set the tree up inside of the house. This leads to Doug and Carrie having a discussion about buying a new car. Carrie argues, they don't have the money right now. We always talked that we would buy a new car once we paid off our credit cards, and they don't they they have yet to pay off these credit cards. But Doug, he finally convinces her Let's at least go down to the dealership. Let's at least take a look at some of these cars. It doesn't hurt to go look. So the next scene, it has Doug and Carrie. They're at the dealership. They're looking at the cars. Doug is overly excited about the car he's sitting in. He's talking about how it's got heated seats. Super excited about this. And I have to point out that this is a a storyline that comes up another time in this series. In season three, Doug's union is about to strike and they're having car trouble at the same time. Almost the same situation he's telling her I want to buy a new car she's like no we don't know what our financial situation is going to be like because you guys might be going on strike but he ends up going to the dealership which is the exact same dealership as this one with the exact same salesman I believe and he buys a jeep that they can't afford (laughs) but anyways back to this episode the two of them they decide that they have to do a good cop bad cop routine in order to get a good deal on this vehicle. They deliberate, they go back and forth, and Doug admits to Carrie, you're best suited to be the bad cop, you kind of look like the bad cop. So Carrie plays this bad cop role a little too aggressively at the beginning of this before Doug writes down a number, he slides it over to the salesman and says, this is the price I'm willing to pay for this vehicle. The salesman looks at it, he's like, I don't know, man. And Doug says, how about you go send that over to your supervisor so the guy says all right so he walks over to his supervisor and he starts chatting and doug says look this is all game carry they're gonna talk back and forth a little bit make it look like this is some big deal and then they're gonna give us the price we want guy comes back says look i can't do this deal doug thinks well as long as i tell him i'm leaving they're gonna try to keep me from leaving doug's like all right man we're we're heading out guy's not buying it ends up leaving so we head back to the Heffernan household. Doug is still trying to convince Carrie that they need to just take the sleep and let's buy a, vid- buy a vehicle. And Doug's getting more and more frustrated because he really wants a new vehicle. And he also starts going on a rant to Arthur about Arthur leaving the peanut butter in the refrigerator. And it's at this point that we get one of my favorite moments in all of King of Queen's. Not just Christmas episodes, not just from this season, not just from this episode itself. This is one of my favorite scenes in the entire series. So Doug's complaining about the peanut butter being hard because it was in the refrigerator. And Arthur says, look, just leave the peanut butter out for 20 minutes and then you could spread it smoothly. Which Doug replies, I don't want to wait 20 minutes for my sandwich. Arthur backs it up and says, well, you could toast the bread so it won't tear. And that prompts Doug to point out he doesn't want his bread toasted. And then he goes into what is my favorite rant in this entire show. how can you not laugh at that scene? How can you not laugh at that scene? It's very funny. It is Kevin James, I believe, at at the absolute best. I think this is some of his best acting when he could be a little bit unhinged and he really goes for it and it's very, very funny. So right after that, Arthur can't believe that Carrie would let Doug speak to him that way. And Carrie points out, Doug's not really in the wrong here, Dad. And this is when we head into the next scene and Arthur <laughs> makes his way into Doug and Carrie's bedroom the next morning to, dis- to surprise them with an early Christmas present. I love the camera angle here. It makes it look as if you're looking at Doug and Carrie asleep in bed from Arthur's point of view. He comes up real closely to Doug and he taps him on the shoulder and Doug screams and wakes up and Arthur drags them into the garage to unveil a car that he bought them. But the catch here is, this vehicle is extremely small, it's very ugly, and of course it gets huge laughs from the audience, and there's just these perplexed looks on Doug and Carrie's face. The next scene involves the three of them, they're driving in this car that Arthur explains to them is a Duschenburger, which he claims is the most popular car in all of Luxembourg. He had to pull some strings, he had to do a few things, but he was able to pull it off to get this incredible vehicle to Doug and Carrie. He explains to them that the kids deserve this vehicle even though both of them are trying to explain to them like we don't deserve it with the undertone of we don't like it. But of course Arthur is not picking up on that at all and the scene ends with a semi truck coming up behind them very quickly. Doug's trying to speed away and Carrie's yelling at him speed away go go faster and he's like I can't my foot's all the way to the floor I'm in third gear and all that it's very funny everybody gets a good laugh out of that. So then we head into the Heffernan garage with Doug and Carrie. They're staring at the vehicle. What I find so funny about this is this vehicle is so small and it takes up so little space in their garage. I mean, it takes up maybe half of a parking space on one side of the stall. That's how small this vehicle is. And Carrie explains to Doug that the reason her dad gave them that car is because of Doug yelling at Arthur a couple days ago. Doug's like, you're crazy. And he blames Carrie. If she didn't want to save all this money for their unborn children, they could have bought a new car by now. And he turns and looks at the vehicle and he says, look at what you gave birth to. The door opens up to the garage and Richie, he makes his first appearance in this episode. And he's like, what in the world is this thing? When are the clowns coming out? All of that. And he suggests to them, you should just dump the car. I know a place where you could go take things, no questions asked, nobody will ever know, and then you're good to go. And that way, Carrie and Doug, they don't have to admit to Arthur that they don't like the car. All's good in the world, right? So Doug is all for this idea, and he tells Carrie, we could dump the car, we could collect the insurance money, we'll give that money to your dad, and he'll never have to know that we didn't, that we didn't like this vehicle. Despite Doug trying to explain all this to Carrie, She convinces him, we need to just go tell him, we don't like this car, it's better off that we do it this way. So they make their way back into the house, and now Arthur is all about the chipmunk song. He is all about this chipmunk song. He loves it, he's blaring it, big fan now. They all sit down. Arthur reveals to them that he cashed in his IRA account to buy that vehicle, and he was just happy he could pull enough money together to make Doug and Carrie's dreams come true. Carrie explains to him, so generous. You don't have to be that generous. But Arthur says, I'm being this generous because you guys open up your home to me and you're letting me live there. So he hits you with the sob story. So they can't tell him that they don't actually like this vehicle. And since they were unable to tell Arthur how they really felt, they decide they're going to take Richie up on his offer and they decide they're going to go dump this car. So the next scene, they're at this kind of uneasy location. It's dark. It may be under a bridge somewhere carrie's really struggling with the idea of dumping this car despite everything that her father did for her even though they hate the car itself she's just she's having such a hard time with this she goes back and forth back and forth richie shows up he's like come on what's going on and at the last minute carrie decides we're gonna keep the car doug tells richie could go ahead and drive off but of course richie's car stalls out he can't get it moving so richie has to ride back doug and carrie the following scene it's one of the ending scenes of this episode it's christmas morning doug comes in he's like i got the eggnog i got mr rummy we're gonna have a good time open up these gifts arthur opens up his present and he's pretty disappointed because all he gets is a watch from doug and carrie he's like why did you give me a watch i already have a watch he's like no dad it's more than that flip it over look at the engraving and it's engraved and it says with all our love doug and carrie arthur pauses for a moment and says well you tried (laughs) and at this point we get richie he's knocking on the door and he comes in he's like i hope you're happy my car got stripped there's nothing left of it i don't have my insurance doesn't cover theft and vandalism and this part of the episode ends with doug he looks over at richie he tosses him the keys to the brand new car and tells him merry christmas And then we do get one little short scene at the end of this, right before the credits. Arthur's riding with Richie in the Duschenberg car. They head back to that spot where people drop things off. And he turns and looks at Richie and he says, do you think somebody will take it? Richie pauses and says, yeah, just throw it out the window. And you see that Arthur has the watch (laughs) and he chucks the watch out and that is the end of this episode so that wraps it up that wraps up noel cowards from the first season of the king of queens and in terms of overall impressions of this episode i think it has a lot of funny moments and i pointed out earlier that the peanut butter scene to me is one of my absolute favorite scenes in this entire series i find it to be extremely funny makes me laugh every single time and just as we do every week on this show i determine whether or not an episode is a holiday classic So we did that with the Halloween episodes. We did that with the Thanksgiving episodes. We've been doing this so far with the Christmas episodes, and that is going to be the same case today. So if I think it's classic, I give it a You Got It Dude, and if I don't think it's a classic, I give it a No Way Jose. And after a lot of deliberation, this week, I'm giving this a No Way Jose. I will freely admit that I am shocked that I ended up giving this a No Way Jose. And there's a little bit more to it because I do love it. I love this episode. But if I'm trying to find whether or not it's a holiday classic, this episode doesn't really hit you with the Christmas feels. It's not overly Christmassy. Most of the scenes take place outside of the living room. They're either in the car or the dealership. It just doesn't have the Christmas feels. And the story is not very Christmassy in the long run. I mean, you have the kids are upset with the gift that... Arthur gives them. Arthur's upset with the gift that they gave them. So there's no real clear resolution. It's something that's funny. It's something obviously you you'd want to turn on here during the Christmas season, but I don't think it's one that's going to hit you with all of the 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 type of feels you want. It's far from being a bad episode. It makes me laugh and makes me laugh out loud, but there are other Christmas episodes from the series that I think are a little more a little more Christmassy. And it's something we'll explore later and in the future. But despite all my rankings, I would still recommend watching this episode because it is funny. It does. If you want something more funny centered around Christmas as opposed to something that'll give you the Christmas feels, this is perfect for that. And since we're heading here into the end of December and the end of the Christmas season, I want to... Give a big thanks to everybody who's been listening to the podcast. It means a lot to me. For those of you who have left reviews and such, that means a lot as well. There is going to be a little special bonus for you coming maybe in a day or two from a certain television show that we've hit a lot for these bonus episodes. So I think if you've listened up to this point, you'll probably know what I'm talking about. But there is a series that has some great Christmas episodes that I'm really excited to get into. Also, Please listen all the way through the end of the episode. I've got some promos for a couple other Christmas podcasts that I think you would absolutely love to listen to. So be sure to check those out as well. And before we move in to next week, which will be post-Christmas, post-Christmas already, we're going to do a family or a full house, excuse me, a full house episode that is centered around New Year's Eve. So that should be a whole lot of fun too. Be sure to rate and review the show wherever you listen to the podcast. If you do so, be sure to let me know. I will send you your very own free TGI podcast sticker. Of course, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram under TGI podcast. I hope you all have a very, very Merry Christmas and can't wait to talk to you again. Are you tired of not being able to fit your 8-hour VHS tape full of holiday specials into your car stereo? So was I, till I discovered the Advent Calendar House. It's a podcast, you know, on the internet. They talk about all your favorite holiday specials. I'm the most important part, because I'm the Christmas toy. From the Muskwatch watch Christmas classics, uh, book, to the lost treasures at the bottom of the bargain bin. I'm Olive, I'm the other reindeer. Now I don't have to hook up a VCR to my car battery anymore. Thanks, Advent Calendar House. Visit adventcalendar.house now to download your first episode free. And all the other ones free. It's a free podcast. Just go listen. Gadgets, toys, greed, Everest. I love it. I'm Chris. I'm Brian. I'm John. Together, we host the Yuletide TV Podcast, where we're on the quest to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. On our podcast, we'll recap the episode, share a little bit of our own holiday memories, and go down a few non-Christmas tangents. And at the end, we'll let you know if what we watched is a Christmas classic, a lump of coal, or something in between. Best of all, you can watch along with us, because we only cover episodes that are readily available on major streaming services. We like our eggnog spikes, so get ready for some hot takes served with a healthy dose of Christmas cheer. Tune in for our Season 2 lineup reveal on November 2nd, and then look for new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from November 23rd, which is legally Thanksgiving, until Christmas Day. Our podcast may not be for everyone, but no matter what, we're glad you're alive. The TGI Podcast is written, produced, and hosted by me, Matt Urich. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Yurick, and be sure to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.